0: This is Tiger Cats Post Game okay. on the Cats Audio Network.
1: Welcome to Cats uh, Post Game after a 26-12 Tiger Cats loss to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. The Bombers go to 3-0, the Cats go to 0-3, and joined by Andy Fantuz. Lots in the post game, we'll hear from Coach O, uh, player interview, performer of the game, and then Ticats Roundtable. Boy, this, this is a, a tough one to break down, Andy, because, you know, I thought the Tiger Cats looked really good at times, and, and then the offensive line did struggle a little bit, and then, of course, there's a Willie Jefferson pick six, which was a little bit of the difference maker.
0: Yeah, it was really disappointing going into halftime down uh, 14-9 there when you f- sort of felt like they had control in the game, and... That late drive with the with the big pass to Demski, followed by a one-yard run, uh, really changed momentum. And then, you know, in the second half, it's sort of an even game for the most part, other than that, uh, those two late turnovers. And the, the one of them, of course, went for a touchdown. So that's just a killer when you're, you know, you you go a whole game without even scoring a touchdown for the Ty Cats to to give up a a free touchdown. Um, uh, just salt on the wounds there and then and then of course the next drive and another pick to, to seal the game so uh yeah just a disappointing one it just seems like the Winnipeg team um like Luke just mentioned it they're they're not too dissimilar to the Ticats right now except they just have that they just know how to win and they just know how to finish the job and not make those mistakes that are going to uh, really uh change the game
1: why don't we assess your Car Star's keys to victory um, for Hamilton? I know you had a lot to unpack in the, in the pregame when you spoke of those keys to victory. And obviously, if Cats come up short, they lose 26-12 to to Winnipeg. But uh, how do you assess them?
0: Yeah, well, I'm glad I didn't change it to the weather because that didn't really play a factor <laughs> no, after all that. Uh, but uh, number one was quick decisions for Dane. And this is kind of a wash for me because uh, I did feel like they, they were able to neutralize that defensive line uh, with as far as the Jane's decisions went. He wasn't holding onto the ball and taking any coverage sacks. Um, however, it just wasn't sharp. It just didn't feel like they got into a rhythm too often. And uh, he did have 25 completions, but... Um, they Winnipeg had the one sack and a couple bat downs at the line of scrimmage, so I'm gonna just kind of give this one a wash. How about your second key? Second key was sack Zach, and that one uh, I'm impressed with. I will give him a check mark on that because they had the Tiger Cats had three sacks. They also had a number of times where uh, Zach was kind of scrambling sideways and throwing the ball. Uh, with somebody right in his face. He got thrown down to the ground a few times as well as he was throwing it. So um, I think the D-line did their job here and I think Mark Washington did a good job of of scheming some blitzes from the secondary and the linebackers and and, and some zone drops uh, to really confuse them, um, especially early in the game. All right, why don't we hit your third key. Well, third key was win the turnover battle, and um, unfortunately that, that one is a loss once again, and no surprise that, you know, you lose the game. It's It was only 2-1 to one in the turnovers, but however, uh, one of them was for a touchdown, so that's kind of worth more than one right there. So, uh, yeah, they're going to have to clean that up, and, and not necessarily Dane's fault. Both of those interceptions kind of were tipped by the at least touched by the receiver before being intercepted however it's just something you got to clean up turnovers though i think we can say whether
1: it's the timeliness of the turnovers or you know the result whether it's the pick six by willie jefferson it's an early season story for the tiger cats that obviously you know you don't it's going to have to be cleaned up. Certainly when Edmonton comes in on Canada day and going through the schedule, because as you said, you win the turnover battle, it's one of your keys. Then (laughs) you're, you're going to be successful more often than not.
0: Yeah. It's always one of my keys. I mean, it's the most, the single most important factor in football to to determine the outcome. Uh, but it is a long season. They, they have 15 games left in the regular season. Last year, they didn't start well in the turnover, uh, Department and they ended up tops of the league so uh, you know they have the dna to turn it around and they have an opportunity coming here in canada at tim horton's field uh, against a struggling elks team to uh, to to right the ship both in the turnover um, realm and just on the in the standings
1: i guess it depends if you look at your glass half full or glass empty obviously the 0-3 record is one thing but games that really you know, they're right there for the taking, a play here, a break there, you know, uh, timely turnover. It, it is, there's a foundation to build upon for that Canada Day game and, and, and build upon some of those positives that you talked about because it's not easy, you know, staring at an 0-3 start, but at the same time, you're coming home, you've been right there in all three games,
0: you have to accentuate that. You do, and it would have been easy to sort of lay down. Being zero to two, being in Winnipeg, hostile environment, and having some some adversity earlier, early in the game. And I, you know, I was proud of the team. They they responded well. They were fighting. Uh, you know, we'll talk about our player of the game. He kind of just get, adding that spark when they needed it. Um, and there, so there's certainly some takeaways and some positives. And but you. <laughs> You know, we're going to talk to Coach O in a few minutes, and you know, I'm not going to be the one saying that to him. And no, it's uh, it's not at the point of of a must win, but it's at the point of of, we got to start getting some results and avoid any negative talk, negativity in the media, in the in the in the community, and certainly don't let that creep into the locker room. Uh, or, or the, the coaches room um, because there's a lot of talent on this team you can see the potential you put you you know you mix and max mix and match the last couple games in different even the first game defensively I mean you mix and match some of these performances in and you got the you know you got the the recipe for an outstanding team it's just a matter of putting it all together uh, and, and it's a process sometimes and but but you know Coach o is Nobody's better than Coach O to, uh, to get that job done and, and make this team gel.
1: Yeah, and we'll hear from him uh, hopefully momentarily. Uh, before we do, you know, just to go back to Dane Evans, um, he looked a little frustrated at times. Um, he was rushed a lot, and as you said, the decision-making, he had to make some decisions quickly. Um, as a receiver, did you pick up on kind of body language of quarterbacks or sometimes the emotions of quarterbacks, and did it adjust your kind of focus at all or were you kind
0: of just kind of focusing on what it was you needed to do? Uh, you can see it. When you have a, a quarterback who's struggling and you see that, you know, when he missed that screen pass because uh, Jeff Code had his arms up and, and how frustrating that was because Malik Irons had had nothing but daylight in front of him. He missed a couple passes on the outside and you see when he runs off the field and he gives like the high five, or, you know, slaps his hands together and, and just to support him. You can see he's agitated He's, pre- he's pressing a little bit. Um, the good thing is is that he didn't force the ball, and, and he didn't make any mental errors uh, in a really negative way in this game because it's easy to do in those situations where you're really desperate to make something happen as the leader of the team, uh, as the expectations on you are, are as high as can be, and uh, just, just haven't quite got there. So... Uh, as a receiver, long story short, to answer your question. Yeah. Like you, you, you can certainly pick up on that, but you're going to have have guys that come and, and settle them down.
1: All right, happy to be joined by Coach O uh, right now. Um, he is uh, presented by Access Storing. Uh, Coach, thanks for uh, taking a little bit of time uh, with us post game here. Obviously, a tough game, uh, you know, against Winnipeg, uh, defending Grey Cup champions. Uh, what's kind of the message towards? you know your your team as you head back home getting ready to face edmonton on canada day
2: yeah you know the messaging we keep in in between the walls to be honest with you um but at the end of the day uh we weren't good enough tonight we didn't uh, we didn't score enough points to win i thought we played uh well we had we had our chances and uh we didn't get it done period
0: Coach, with her, any positives, uh, individual performances that you can take from this game that you saw in live action?
2: Yeah, there's always you're always going to be pull those up, out, you know. But those aren't things that we're we're focusing on right now, right? Singling out individuals during a loss and saying, you know, that's that's kind of not where we're at right now. Uh, we we uh, we win as a team, uh, we lose as a team, we tie as a team. So, you know, I'm definitely proud of uh, uh, the effort that we gave. Um, we need to, you know, we got we got to win football games, and and that's just the bottom line. So,
1: you know, Edmonton coming in on uh, on Friday for Canada Day, that's going to be a very special game. But obviously, your focus is it won't be on fireworks and holidays. It will be on on getting uh, a victory. Uh, give us uh, what's going to be your approach this week with the team building up to Edmonton.
2: Yeah, I'm not quite sure of my approach at this time. Right, this is still settled in we know we're going to play in seven days these these games turn around but uh we've got some we got some deep diving to do and we'll do that and and then we'll figure out exactly what our approach will be uh for edmonton
0: well coach lots of season left lots of football left um take care of the take care of the body and the mind and uh we'll see you next week
2: no i appreciate it keep your chin up guys the best is yet to come we'll be all right I love that message at the
1: end. The best is yet to come, and uh, I think that's the right message. I mean, you could sit there and throw garbage cans around, but what does that do, right? The best is yet to come. Keep your chin up.
0: Great approach by the coach. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. He's uh, he's always spot on. I love just his approach to life, his approach to football. It doesn't really change. It's it's uh, it's about the people, about always getting better each and every day, and um, and it's gonna lead to lead to good things. It's just taking. You know, taking a few games here to to get going, but uh, the the Tiger Cats are going to be fine. They have so much talent, such a good, you know, leadership with the the coaches and with Dane and the the veterans on the team, the captains on the team. So uh, just hope it happens sooner than later. It's um, just just those, you know, just those small plays in the game are just really determining it, and uh, they're not going towards the Tiger Cats' way.
1: We um, you know there's uh, definitely something for the Tiger cats uh, to look at. but boy what a weird scheduling thing this has been. You got Western teams coming out uh, you know the first three weeks. You've got a whole Eastern slew of games with the with the, uh, the Argos coming up. Boy, it's weird jumping in right now, we've got RJ Broadhead and Luke Tasker as uh, part of our Tiger cats. Round table. They, of course, were the gentlemen who called the game. And, uh, you know, I want to go right to you first, Luke, because uh, I thought you made a You know, it's, it's a great point at the end of the half. It was um, that 50-50 ball that Nick Dembski set up the touchdown. And that, and that seemed to really kind of change things a lot for the Tiger Cats because you give up a touchdown right at the end of the half. Those are tough to recover
3: from. Yeah, they are. And. <clears throat> That was cover zero. The Ticats brought pressure all night. And when you're doing that, well, you're banking on a couple things that the, that the pressure is going to get to the quarterback and, 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 and force a sack or an errant throw. And honestly, I don't I don't know if you can call it much more than that. I mean, Zach Claros did an unbelievable job of getting rid of the ball to a catchable location, but Tunde Delicate was right there as well. The truth of the matter is that you take that risk when you run cover zero, and a lot of times that goes the right way for you as a defense, and you get that uh, pressure throw or the or the sack. But I just you can't take away from what was an unbelievably athletic adjustment to the ball uh, on, on on a really well run, uh, uh, properly executed cover zero. So sometimes that's going to happen, and it's not really exactly about. You know, not running cover zero in that situation, or even doing it better. You got to be ready for some for teams to make those plays sometimes, and then you got to bounce back with your own uh, uh, explosive plays.
0: Look, well, we'll get back to that. We have Alden Darby in the locker room here, uh, presented by Access Storage. Uh, <laughs> Alden, how you doing, bud?
4: Could be better, of course, but you know, I'm alive, I'm breathing, so thankful for that.
1: What do you take away, uh, Alden, from 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 tonight's game? It just seemed to be a real battle uh, all four quarters long. I, I thought, you know, there were some great moments on all three sides of the ball. Um, what do you take away from from today's game?
4: I mean, I mean, they were they were the better team. I mean, we had a couple. Couple of bad breaks that I didn't bounce our way. I mean, that's football. That's life. You know what I mean? We can't can't account for certain things. We just gotta continue to fight, continue to push. You know what I mean? Biggest thing is you gotta continue to stay together. There's no excuses. It's it's no it's it's none of that. But it's just like I said, a couple of things that didn't go our way. We fought hard, and and that's all we're gonna continue to do. You know what I mean?
0: Well, then we saw a lot of incredible individual performances in the defensive backfield today, and um, with Mark Washington adding some more pressure. Uh, compared to the last couple of weeks shows the trust they have one-on-one with, the, with you guys in the back end um, How nice is it to know that you have that, that You know that, that trust from the coach and and the guys around you they can all play together and uh, and get the job
4: done Well the trust comes from how we prepare you know he, he sees how we practice he sees how we prepare I every mean, week, so we trust us to do our job. You know, we're a lot of we're all vets in that back end so he knows whatever he calls, we're going to play it to our best ability. And of course, throughout the week, we're 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 going hard. We're studying film. We're, we're out there communicating. We're putting ourselves in the best situation possible. You know, so um, it, it's good to know that the coach sees our hard work. The coach sees what we're doing and putting in work. But it's also good to know that we're giving him that same trust. You know.
0: Well, Alden, uh, you know, we got a seven day seven day week here and uh, a chance to get get back on the right path against the Elks next week. So take care, and uh, we'll see you next week.
4: Thank you, guys. I appreciate that a lot. Have a good
1: one, Alden Darby. uh, Post game interview presented by Access Storage. Uh, You know, we've heard from Coach O, and we've heard from Alden Darby, and I'll I'll go to you for this, RJ. There, you know, for a team that's coming out zero and three with three tough losses, a lot of positivity coming from this team, and and kind of a life perspective, as you know, and then they focus on football, which at least is something good, as you have Edmonton in on.
5: Yeah, you're right, Steve, and always, always, the Tiger Cats always have that positive attitude. I think it comes from Coach O, uh, never make excuses, next man up mentality, and and they know. They've got to fix some things. We knew this would be a tough schedule. In Saskatchewan's tough, in Winnipeg's tough. Yeah, probably should have won the game at Tim Hortons Field against the Stampeders, but Tiger Cats have to be better in the red zone, have to move the ball, have to get touchdowns. And you look at what happened in, in this game with the the turnovers. You could have those plays done ten times, and nine times that ball's not going to bounce <laughs> right directly to a, a play Blue Bomber. So there's some bad luck involved. Um, you know the Tiger Cats. The, you, you mentioned it already, Andy. This is very similar to their start last year, although it wasn't three losses in a row. But they turned it around. They cleaned things up, and they're a veteran group. They know what they need to do. It, it's it's pretty clear. They need to be run the ball better, be a little better on offense, and get some breaks. And those will happen if they if they keep moving forward. But this 0-3 start to me is nothing. Nothing to worry about at all.
0: <laughs> well, if there was anything that was concerning, which what group would it be, or what area of the team would you find? Would you th- say is the most concerning right now?
5: I would say offense. I'd say moving the ball, taking advantage of. Of scoring plays, they've got to get touchdowns instead of field goals, and the running game. Sean Thomas Erlington is a, a workhorse trying to make things happen, but um, it makes it easier for the for the defense when the run isn't really producing a lot that they can really key on the offense. So, you know, Dane Evans, he'll blame himself, and he'll be he'll be better. You know, he's going to work hard. I fully expect to, to see the Tiger Cats uh, improve. I think it'll be a good game against Edmonton. But, again, these first three games, no concern at all. 0-3, that is not insurmountable. I
3: love your positivity, RJ. <laughs> You're the man. The uh, to, 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 to the offensive concerns, though, the second half, what, what I was, what I was uh, encouraged by is that Dane Evans was not forcing it. I mean, those turnovers weren't a result of forced throws. I thought they were well-thrown balls that could go either way or could have been receptions just as easy as they were turnovers or knockdowns. So I didn't think that Dane Evans was necessarily forcing things uh, inappropriately, but I don't think that he had enough time to really make a great down the downfield read in the pass game. And of course, the run game sort of continues to struggle. We did see a few, uh, you know, five-plus-yard runs from Sean Thomas Erlington tonight. But I, I, the 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 adversity on the offensive line is an ongoing struggle for the tight cats and and that uh, it's got to get cleaned up uh, as they start to try to piece together some wins. I yeah. want to
1: I want to put this out to to both no offense, R.J. to both of the receivers here because I I, I you make a great point about. You know, Dane Evans was sacked once tonight, but he was rushed a number of times. Mm. For both you, Luke, and Andy as receivers, what does that kind of do to your job if you have to break off routes a lot quicker, come back to the ball, or just not to get to the spots that you need to? Because it's almost like a domino effect when a quarterback gets rushed. Am I I off base with that? Yeah,
3: you know, it's sort of like a a cardinal sin for receivers (laughs) to start trying to Account for an offensive line shortcoming. I mean, once everyone starts deciding to do their own thing, things can really get ugly. It really comes down to play call and giving the quarterback options, sort of in what I want to say, uh, like a legal way. If everyone starts going out there vigilante style and just starts doing their thing, yeah. it can get a little, it can get a little kooky. But for the plays where it is your responsibility to say cut something short, let's say you have, you know, your hot, your hot route type of thing. You know that 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 certainly can come into play at times when an offensive line is struggling, but for the most part, you got, you got to stay in your lane. And it's as tough as it is. I remember such some really frustrating moments and times in my career and in games where, just like you said, Steve, it's like you really, really just want to say, just turn around and just give the quarterback an option. But you got to work within within a greater concept. And and, and you know the truth. The great thing about football is that it takes all twelve of us on the same page executing properly
0: yeah I couldn't agree more it's complimentary football
3: yeah. you got to do your job and you got to
0: be able to count on the guy next to you and, and the guy next to you and the guy next to that and the guy next to that so that goes from receivers to the offensive line and he, right now there's three potential starting offensive linemen on the six game injured list we saw uh, Chris Van Vin, Vin, Vin go go down as well he did return but um, you know you saw Kay Okafor in there he, he comes in with the Probably the toughest challenge in the league, and there were a number of times that we were watching where he kind of just let a, let a let somebody raid through. So he'll learn a lot from this game and and respond well if he's if he's back in there next week. Uh, but he, these guys are tough. It wasn't the only one. Even even uh, even some of our uh, you know the other vet, veteran offensive linemen were were, were losing their one on one battles. So um, that's something they're going to have to pick up.
5: Winnipeg's a good defense. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they mm-hmm. are. True. Like they're a really
5: good football team. So
0: They haven't been flashy all year. They, uh, they, they're they, 3-0. Yeah, <laughs> and Yeah, exactly. They and find and a way. Yeah, they, do. they it, do. It would
1: have been a third straight victory without getting 20 points had they not had to pick six, right? That's, you know, it's a special team that can find ways to win, and the Ticats just aren't there. You've been in the city a lot, six, seven years as a player. Luke, six, seven years as a player, and, and RJ now, second year, uh, well, we could talk about the power of positive thinking, but what do you think the mood of the city of the Ticat fan base is as, you know, the team makes the turn home. Do you, will it still be a very, very supportive fan base or will it be a little bit more of a, a pensive fan base? Like, oh, you know, this is not how we pictured things.
0: I think it's okay right now. I think that it, uh, the Elks game will be very important. Uh, both as the product on the field what happens but 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 ultimately just the scoreboard at the end of the game um if that one goes the wrong way there could be some negativity going around uh but i think right now it's it's uh stay still have faith i mean this is tiger town and you yeah. know we know we got a good team here
5: yeah that that's the word i was going to use andy is faith and coach O leading the way he knows nothing but taking this team to to great cups uh Dane Evans a quarterback everybody can be better so I, I think there's no concern at all in Hamilton Luke
3: I, I think that like any fan base it, it's gonna be a oh, if things start to go wrong it might get a little bit negative in the stadium a little bit quicker I mean you know I, there might be a shorter leash on some on some adversity and and some poor play but I, I would say this about the Hamilton uh, fan base and the city and, and the love for the Tigers: it's only going to take one, meaning one victory, and 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 <laughs> and all you know, all, all wrongs forgotten. I think I think this Canada Day game coming back to St. Field is the opportunity that that was that's needed for for Hamilton.
5: Yes, they have to beat Edmonton, but they also have to win the right games. They have to win their East Division games. They haven't faced an East Division opponent. Not only do you take points away from those teams you get the points that, to me that's the difference yeah double um, damage for the east yeah west i'm not worried games. about these west division games at all
1: we're, and we're debuting the jerseys as well on canada day right that's every time sharp yeah yeah
5: uh gotta get to a, i got uh, a
0: chance to rock that jer- that new jersey at the basketball game today it was, Did, uh, yeah was it oh, lucky yeah. Uh, it, it, well, I don't know if we won or not. I don't think we really all <laughs> score oh-oh. like that. <laughs> and <laughs> he doesn't well, care that's about not, winning. But that's we had not some the of the answer. CFL refs so there. They were giving us all the calls. <laughs> oh. or, or giving the other team all the calls. Yeah, I don't even goes. know. I don't <laughs> even know. <laughs> uh, Got to get to
1: our performer of the game presented by Hercules Tire. Right on uh, our strength. Andy, kind of a tough one to pick a player of the game, and I'm not saying that there was a, some collective good moments on all three sides of the ball.
0: Yeah, it was, a, it was very spread out as far as the, the highlights of the game, and uh, I'm going to give it to Sean Thomas Erlington. Um, not that the numbers stood out, but it was more of the fashion in which they, which they were, you know, were achieved, and he had six carries for 29 yards, but some, some, lots of run after contact. Uh, yes. Sometimes two or three broken tackles. He also caught all five of his targets for 30 yards. Again, he's leading the leading the team in in yards after catch, and uh, uh, I thought he deserved that. There were a couple good defensive play, player uh, individual plays players on defense, but uh, Sean Thomas certainly gets the nod.
1: So faith, positivity—that's kind of the take. Coach O started it in his post game interview, and it just continued rolling with Alden Darby and all of us. So 0 and 3 collectively. Um, again, you you don't think the season really starts you know, to get to all those divisional you games? You know, I think
0: I think we should clear it up. I think there's a difference between <laughs> having faith in something and then truly believing in something. So, Very uh, and 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 I could tell tell a story on that. Uh, yeah, uh, I think we got to wrap up here soon. But, um, so, you know, having faith in something, you know. Yeah, okay. You can say I have faith in something, but when you truly believe, will you will you dive in and will you go all in on it? And, and that's that's a difference. And uh, you know, one day we'll have a long story about this. That one thing I learned from Ken Austin actually a long nice. time ago. You might have known the same story. All right, from- awesome. Oh, great. I'm not here next week. I won't hear it. We'll <laughs> I'll tune in, tune on, in. That, on that philosophical note.
1: RJ and Luke, thanks a lot for uh, joining uh, on the uh, Tight Cap Post Game for Andy Fantuz. I'm Steve Clark. Um, back with Ty Cats pregame presented by Journey Awards. Ty Cats home to the Edmonton Elks on Canada Day next Friday night on the Ty Cats Audio Network.